0: This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park. And a very good Erev Shabbos to all of you. Wonderful to be with you, to share some ideas, to spend some time, to talk about what's important in our lives, to take a look at the Torah, and to see within it some lesson, some guidance, some dimension of divine inspiration so that we can live our life to the fullest in the fullest sense of the word, that we can live our life the fullest as Jewish people in the fullest sense of the word. And, of course, a huge Rosh Chodesh. It is Rosh Chodesh, so a good Rosh Chodesh to each and every one, good Chodesh to each and every one. It's the second day of Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni, the second Adar. It's the first day of Adar Sheini, and what a wonderful time it is. The joy that we've been experiencing for the first 30 days in the first month of Adar now becomes even more intensified in the second month. The joy increases in great and immeasurable dimension. And this is something that we have to do in our own lives as well. As we enter this month, we are again reminded that when the month of Adar enters, we have to add... To our joy, with our joy, there has to be a sense of joyousness, and as we explained often in the past, the joy is not only the type of happiness that we experience when we are going through something that we actually enjoy, but it's an inner dimension of joy. It's an inner dimension of Simcha. It's a sense of purpose and clarity, a sense of knowing full well that we are along the right path of life, doing that which God wants us to do, and we do it with a happy heart, with a joyous heart, in the fulfillment of God's God's commandment, nothing could be greater. When we stop for a moment and realize that we finite little creatures who occupy... Well, how much time and space in this world, and yet God Almighty himself, creator of heaven and earth, waits for each and every one of us to do something that will, in fact, bring God himself much nachas. And when that happens, and we realize that that, in fact, is taking place, that joy is intense, it's immense, it's beyond any type of limitation or measure. And this is why when we take a look at the Parsha of this week, again, we have to see it within the dimension of joy, not only a Parsha on its own, but a Parsha that comes in the first week of the second Adar, a month that is blessed with huge dimensions of joy. It's also Shabbos Chazak. We finish the book of Shemot, the book of Exodus, and what an experience has been. The story of liberation from the moment of enslavement that we began weeks ago when we started the book of Exodus. And how a new king arose and took the Jewish people and enslaved them. A tyrant... A tyrant in every sense of the word. And here we now celebrate freedom and liberation. And we've gone through all sorts of stages in the book of Exodus. Great moments, high moments, moments of exhilaration, the splitting of the sea, the crossing of the sea, standing at Sinai, receiving the Torah, receiving the manna from heaven, miracle upon miracle, God's intervention in every single area of life. We've also gone through some difficult moments. Well we've complained, the story of the golden calf, this incredibly disastrous moment in Jewish history when, well, in a moment of extreme foolishness, they choose to observe a different dimension of life instead of recognizing God as the only God and Moshe as his chosen messenger, leader. They, in a moment of doubt, in a moment of uncertainty, in a moment of, well, in a moment of confusion, a moment of confusion and foolishness, they behave in a way which is completely contrary to the will of God. And this is the book of Exodus, the high moments, the low moments, but it's all contained within the book of Exodus, within the book that speaks about liberation and freedom. And yes, even the difficult moments, even the challenging moments, the moments that we make certain mistakes, that we err, that we somehow transgress, that we walk away from the path of righteousness, the path of goodness, and we end up where we don't want to be. Even that is within the book of Exodus, because when we turn that around, when we transform that situation, when we apply the incredible gift of God of Teshuvah, of return and repentance, each and every single negative situation is not only neutralized, but in fact, our sages tell us, when the Teshuvah is done with the proper intensity that repentance should be, we actually transform the negative into positive. All of this is part of Shemot. And this is the way we have to look at life. Life is not merely going, up and up and up, and every single day and every single moment we achieve new heights. Perhaps we should, but as we know, life has moments when we, well, we trip, we fall, we somehow don't do that which has to be done. And God forbid to fall into a state of depression, I've done something terrible, I've done something wrong, rather apply the concept of teshuva, apply the concept of return and repent, apply the concept of God who wants us to take that situation and turn it around. This, in fact, is connected with joy as well. And this is why when we come to Chazak, when we come to the very end of the book of Exodus, there is a dimension of joy because we have gone through great situations and difficult situations, and we are still here as a people proud and powerful more of that so this is the weekly parsha with Rabbi Mendel from Chabad of We're talking about the idea of somehow understanding that when we go through the Book of Exodus, the Book of Shmot, there are high exhilarating moments and there are challenging, difficult moments, and yet they are all contained within the book that speaks about liberation and freedom, liberation and freedom in the fullest sense of the word at the highest level. And that even when we go through certain challenges and make certain mistakes and perhaps behave in a way contrary to the will of God, nonetheless through the power of Chuba, God gave us that incredible gift that not only are we able to remove the negativity, to neutralize the negativity, but we are able to transform it into something positive. But before that, let's take a moment to the marketplace and see what specials we have for you today. Pick and pay Norwood Hyper have these pocket saving sweet deals just for you. Pick and Pay Kosher stewing beef is delicious at only seventy-four ninety-nine per kilo. Pick and pay kosher chicken flatties at a very low seventy-nine ninety-nine per kilo. Pick and pay kosher stewing lamb is just one hundred and twenty nine ninety nine per kilo. Pick and pay kosher lean beef mince. Only eighty nine ninety nine per kilo. Catch these and many more specials in store. These specials are exclusive to Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper and only while stocks last. Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, the best place to shop when you want to buy a lot. The Parsha's Picude. The Parsha is of course the time that Moshe gives a full account and reckoning about how the materials that were gathered to build the Mishkan, the house of God, how they were used. And he goes through a very detailed list of each and every single item, how much gold was brought in and how much gold was used and how much silver and how much copper, and the gems and the wonderful fabrics and threads that were used to make the incredibly beautiful items of the temple. And one would think that why would Moshe have to give an account and reckoning of such detail after all? He was the man of the highest caliber, absolutely trustworthy, a man who spoke to God daily, a man who brought the Torah down from Sinai, a person who took the Jewish people out of Egypt. One would think that one... Individuals such as that would not have to give a detailed account and reckoning. But this is what Torah tells us. When you are dealing with public funds, when you are dealing in a way that you have been given the incredible responsibility and duty of dealing with public funds, you are obligated to give a detailed account and reckoning of each and every single item, what came in and what went out. Moshe, despite the fact that he is totally trustworthy, in fact, God says about him, Bechol beti nemon, who in my entire house, he is trusted. God himself testifies that Moshe is incredibly trusted in the entire house of God. Nonetheless, Moshe knows that as a leader, he is obligated to fulfill that duty of being accountable, and therefore he presents this account, this detailed account, to the people so they should know how their gifts were used and how their gifts were spent. But it goes deeper than that, because after all, what is detail all about when we think about it? Uh, Some time ago, some genius wrote a book called, you know, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Now, while, of course, there is a certain dimension of small stuff that, well, big deal, it's important, it's not important, but the fact remains, detail is an exceptionally important element. And sometimes if you omit one detail, the entire structure falls apart. When you somehow don't tighten this bolt or this nut, and somehow you don't apply that which has to be applied, Everything can go haywire, everything can fall apart. The detail is incredibly important. And after all, what life is all about is a series of detailed dimensions. Of course, there are great moments. Of course, there's the overall picture of life. But essentially, life is detail. Each and every single day, each and every single moment, each and every single gesture, each and every single relationship, each and every single dimension of life is basically a detail. And the responsible person has to give an account and reckoning of the details of his life. Not generally, oh, this guy's a nice guy, this guy's a mensch, this guy is this, this guy is that, I am this, I am that. Can a person truly say I have gone through my entire day and perhaps every single day of my life and I can give an account and reckoning of each and every single thing that I did? Can you imagine a person who could give an account and reckoning of each and every word that he says, that each and every thought that he thinks? Can you imagine that type of individual? And perhaps once upon a time, we couldn't think in those dimensions, but today with computers, we know how everything can be counted and everything is counted. Millions, billions, trillions of items, data can be counted in quick space of time, because each and every single detail counts. You have to sweat the small stuff. This is what life is all about. And as I said before, even though we are looking at a big picture of life, we look at the incredible entirety of life, and we take a look at the great Purpose, the great picture of life, we must never forget that life is made up of details, and each and every single detail is precious, is important, and is absolutely vital to our lives. And this is what Masha is teaching us. Not only do you have to be accountable, not only do you have to present... An honest balance sheet of things when it comes to public funds, but even more so when it comes to life, we have to be very, very careful that we are able to present a detailed and correct balance sheet of life. And while of course, we are so involved in the details of life that we often don't have the time to sit back and reflect upon that which we are going through and experiencing. Nonetheless, this is what life is all about. Life is about those details, those dimensions. And this is why when you take a look at relationships, you take a look at anything in life, it's the detail, it's the word that you use now, it's how you express it, it's what you said, it's what you didn't say, it's what you did, it's not what you didn't do. You can't say, well, 10 years ago, 15 years ago 15 years from now most of my life some of my life that's not what life is all about each and every single moment we draw breath in, and we breathe out. Each and every single moment we are going through the motions of life. And this is why each and every single moment, and each and every single action, each and every single detail of life is precious is important. And we stop for a moment and think about how God looks at us. God is creator of heaven and earth. He didn't create generalities as far as we are concerned. He created a detailed dimension of life. He created us in a particular sort of way. gave us a unique character. He gave us each and every one of us a personality that is our own, a personality that we have to shape and develop and enhance and upgrade, personalities that have to reflect the inner goodness and decency and power that we possess. This is what Pekude is all about. Pekude is a reminder that each and every single detail of life is important. Very often you take a look at something and you read it, and some word is missing, and it can change the entire meaning of the whole paragraph, of the whole page, that extra word. And sometimes it's not a word, it's a, a comma, it's a stop sign. It's a simple little dot on a page which can make the world of difference in contracts in life. We have to sweat the small stuff. This is truly what life is all about, the ability to do just that and moshe teaches us that because moshe in his own life was absolutely correct and when we say absolutely correct not generally but in each and every single moment of life Now, how many of us, as I said before, could give an account and reckoning of life? I'm not speaking about minutes here. I'm not speaking about extreme detail. I'm talking about sometimes days, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, sometimes years. And a person reflects upon life, he says, where did it all go? What did I do with all that time? Where did I take the years that I've gone through? What have I done? Did I use it correctly? Did I use it in a way that brought about goodness to myself? and others, goodness in the entire creation of God, that I do it in a way which reflected the fact that I am a creature of God, and therefore beholden to behave." in a particular sort of way. This is why Picudi, interestingly enough, comes at the very end of the Book of Exodus, the very book that speaks about liberation and freedom, because liberation and freedom, yes, we have the fanfare, we have the pomp and ceremony, we have the excitement of liberation and freedom, but at the end of the day, as we know very well, liberation and freedom is about the detail. When the parade is over, when the fanfare quiets down, when we are no longer singing and jumping and dancing in the street because of liberation, the detail of what that liberation was all about comes into play. Are people better off? Are people actually going through an experience of life which reflects liberation and freedom? And not only in the physical, simple sense. I'm talking about the spiritual dimension as well. We have a hug, we have a festival, we have a great moment, we celebrate, we dance, we sing, but it's the detail. What comes after? Did I take that moment and somehow bring it in deep within my consciousness, deep within my being? Did I take that experience and make it my own in terms of liberation and freedom? Did I take that experience, this is what Pekude is all about, at the end of the book of Exodus, at the end of the book that speaks about liberation and freedom, what we talk about is detail, because detail is how liberation and freedom comes into play really otherwise it's slogans otherwise it's speeches otherwise it's ideas that come in and they go out otherwise it's concepts that have very little bearing upon the reality of life there is no relevance whatsoever when there is relevance there has to be detail and this is what the detail is all about moshe is telling us train yourself It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter how you see the important dimension of life. Look at the detail. Look at each and every specific thing, and you will be surprised how the great picture begins to develop and it begins to express itself. It begins to show all on its own. When you are careful about the detail, you will see that the big picture is taken care of. When you think only of the big picture and don't think about the detail, the big picture never comes into play. It remains something which is distant and remote. It's something which doesn't talk to us in the here and now. It doesn't talk to us about the reality of life and how to live life. It's the detail that creates the big picture, and it's not the big picture that creates the detail. In fact, it's not the big picture even that creates the big picture. It might be an image that you strive for, but unless the detail is there, unless each and every significant dimension is looked after, is cherished, is held holy, then the big picture is lacking. It's incomplete. It's not that which it should be. This is why when we come to the end of the book of Of uh, Exodus of Shmot, and we finish the parsha of Pekudei. What do we do? As we do it, every ending of every one of the five books of Moses. What do we do? We call out Chazak, Chazak, Menis and it takes on even more significance this time round, because we are telling people to be strong because very often people say well it's the detail and I'm bogged down the minutiae of this and the minutiae life is basically a combination a conglomeration of the minutiae of the detail of those little things the little things that add up, and they add up in a big way. They add up in a huge way. Each and every single word, each and every single act, each and every single thought, each and every single moment, each and every single dimension adds up. And as we are able to reflect upon life, we begin to realize and understand how truly important That really is. And this is why, in a sense, as I said before, Pecude is exceptionally joyous this year because, well, it comes during the week, the first week of the second Adar, Martin Besimcha, we intensify our joy. What greater joy could there be when a person looks back on life and he realizes that he addressed the detail of life with great responsibility and with detailed attention when he looks at life and he realizes you know there are no gaps, there are no lost moments, there are no black holes of emptiness that a person doesn't know what did I actually do with all that time what did I actually do with that entire experience, what did I actually accomplish, there are all these empty spaces all these dimensions that I really can't account for but when a person looks upon life and he can see how each and every single moment, every single day, every single week and month and year, was filled with all sorts of good and wonderful and holy things. That brings about not only joy but the intensity of joy a greatness of joy a tremendous celebration of life in the fullest sense of the word and we deserve to celebrate life each and every single day and this is why when we go to sleep at night and we say the shema it's a time to reflect upon the entire day And this gives us a tremendous sense of confidence, of purpose, of joy, when we recognize the detail. More of that soon. This is the Weekly Parsha with Rabbi Mendel Lipska from Chabad of Hyde Park talking about the importance of detail and how each and every single moment of life really is precious and each and every single moment of life has to be cherished. Each and every single moment of life has to be used correctly. Each and every single moment of life has to be celebrated in a very powerful sort of way. And when we recognize the value of detail, when we recognize the value of each and every single moment, each and every single gesture, each and every single dimension of life that we experience, that's when life becomes truly purposeful and meaningful, and that is the ultimate joy. When a person is able to reflect upon life and see how each and every single precious moment was used in the most incredible way, this gives the individual a tremendous sense of well-being, a tremendous sense of joy, a tremendous sense of accomplishment. But the question, of course, is how can we actually achieve something like that? How is it possible for us, each and every one of us, to take life and to make each and Every single moment counts. How are we able, as individuals with all sorts of shortcomings, all sorts of difficulties, they might be intellectual shortcomings, emotional shortcomings, physical shortcomings, Life is not necessarily the easiest of experiences, as each and every one of us knows. How is it possible? How can Torah make this incredible demand of us that somehow we live life to the fullest by recognizing, appreciating, and truly enhancing each and every single moment of life. And this is why as we go into the Parsha a bit later, there is an incredible story, a story that kind of boggles the mind, a story that is quite Quite wonderful, and that will give us insight in how to recognize the purpose of detail in life and how to achieve that particular dimension. The Pasuk tells us that Vatechal and the work for the Mishkan came to an end. They fulfilled whatever they had to do. The artisans, the people, everybody who was involved, this incredible undertaking, this incredible Action of bringing about a house of God. Each and every individual fulfilled their duty. The artisans made the various vessels, the various materials that were needed in order to create the actual structure itself. The people who contributed, the people who had the ability of, well, as weavers, as goldsmiths, as silversmiths, whatever their gem, whatever the case is, the work, the work came to an end. And something very strange happened. Despite the fact that all the materials were there, each and every single item made to absolute precision, correctly, as directed by God, as ordered by God and given over by Moses, something very strange happened. The people couldn't put the house of God together. Our commentaries tell us because the pillars were very heavy, but the fact is that they worked on those pillars. What do you mean it was very heavy? Whatever they did, somehow they couldn't forget, put together this incredible edifice, the house of God, the Mishkan. No matter how hard they tried, for some reason it just did not come together. And the people were wondering what could possibly be wrong. After all, these items, these things were made with total, total devotion, with a tremendous consciousness of holiness and correctness. Why is it that we cannot put this structure together and build the house of God? And the Torah continues and says that they came to Moshe with all the materials. And it was Moshe himself that put the house of God together. He took all the items, he took all the materials, he took all the vessels and put everything where it had to be. And not only that, but even as he was doing it, there was a miraculous interaction that came from on high that helped him put it all together. What is this story all about? And the answer is yes, we have to work with details, but in order to put it together, sometimes we can be bogged down sometimes we can lose sight of what we're doing as a result of the details while each and every single detail is precious it's important we sometimes can lose sight of what we're doing we can't put it all together we become stuck here or stuck there we become paralyzed by by over whatever it is that we are doing and we can no longer move forward with a tremendous sense of accomplishment and this is why each and every single individual needs a moses in his life he needs a teacher he needs a mentor he needs a guide someone who can objectively help him or her get to the point where he's able to take all those details of life and put it together. The mission Navot in Ethics of Father speaks to us about make for yourself a teacher, make for yourself a mentor. Go to someone who is able to look at you objectively and understand you objectively and teach you how to take those details of life and put it together so the overall structure is there. You don't, you cannot do it on your own. Yes, sometimes there are certain things that we can do on our own, and sometimes our partners in life are able to help us. But when Torah tells us, a Torah is telling us that ultimately the entire structure cannot be put together just like the Mishkan, just like... A tabernacle that could not be put together by the Jewish people themselves. They had to bring each and every single individual item to Moshe. And Moshe himself is the one who puts it up. And this is what a person needs in life. A personal Moshe, a personal guide. And while, of course, sometimes we become a little bit, well, cautious, we are afraid, we don't want to expose ourselves. But each and every single individual has to make a teacher, a guide, a mentor for himself. And it's a se'lecha. It doesn't say, just get one, make it. What does making mean? You have to put an effort into that. Just like a person who wants to study needs a teacher. Just like a person who wants to know has to go to someone who knows better. person who wants to understand has to go to someone who has worked these concepts and ideas through. In every single area of life, when you begin to think about it, we turn to those who are objectively able to help us physically. We go to doctors. We go to business planners. We go to whatever it is that we do. We go to somebody who is able to take a look at the details of our lives that we have worked and continue to work with them for and say, put it together in this way, put it together in that way. And this is why each and every one of us needs a spiritual guide, needs a spiritual teacher, needs a spiritual mentor. And it's very important that we do it. It cannot be something which is abstract and distant. It cannot be something which is swell. It's there somewhere. It has to be personal. That interaction has to take place. Each and every single individual has to achieve that particular dimension in life. This is why this Parsha is fascinating. Moshe presents a detailed account of everything that was done. All that was put together, all these details are brought back to Moshe. And Moshe is the one who helps the people actually construct, to erect this incredible house of God, because Moshe is the objective genius, the objective giant in Torah that he is able to guide the people in terms of how to put together the details in life. And this is why when you're in shul tomorrow, first of all, just rejoice, because after all, can you imagine coming to the end of the book of liberation and freedom? There is a high moment, a high point, even the negative elements that we have encountered along the way, they are part of this great liberation and freedom. And not only that, but we begin to understand how we are able to take each and every single detail and we bring it to the Musha in our lives and we say, help us put it all together so the structure is there, so the incredible house of God is there because each and every one of us is obligated to build a house for God and realize that it's the month of Adar, a month of tremendous joy. And when you stand up at the end of the Torah reading tomorrow and you call out with fervor, with excitement, with joy, chazak, chazak, min be strong, be strong. Let's strengthen ourselves, each other, strengthen everything that is important. Pekudeh is an incredible parsha. It might sound a bit boring because it deals with details, but in those details we see the majesty, the incredible greatness of God's creation, the house of God, in the fullest sense of the word. Good Shabbos.